0: a big surprise on German inflation and not in a good way, yet despite a higher number and a lot of other not very good numbers from Europe, equity markets are still rising. They were closed in the US today, but futures are up and they rose in Europe, so they're not concerned about rising oil prices either, which could easily pass the previous peak any day now. So where is the hope? There is obviously a lot of trust in central banks fixing all the problems, it seems. And lots of Australian numbers out today as well. It's Tuesday, the 31st of May, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB Go, 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 yeah, no greetings this morning. Someone on Twitter said they're getting tired of me saying good morning every day. So there we are. I've done with the niceties. I'll just tell you what's happening in the markets with the US dollar continuing to fall, another third of one percent off the DXY at one oh one point three. That is the lowest in May and three and a half percent lower than the middle of the month. That's helped the Aussie today, one of the best performers overnight, up half a percent at seventy two US cents. The euro almost half percent up as well. Same for the Canadian dollar, the pound managing less than quarter percent, but still on the up. The US share and bond markets are closed. But bond yields in Europe have climbed up nine basis points for 10-year bunds in Germany. And uh, much of the rest of Europe is in that nine or ten basis point territory. And oil is up further today, a 1.9% lift in Brent and 1.8% for WTI. Much of that late in the session. Brent is up to almost $122 now. We're getting ever closer to that peak that we reached in March. But, you know, that gave way fairly quickly, didn't it? I've got this sixth sense that won't happen this time, but I could be wrong. Uh, David DeGaris is with us today from NAB in London. Uh, we've had uh, markets convincing themselves, haven't we, that inflation will be tamed and things aren't that bad. But today, well, look at German inflation. That's ruined that idea, hasn't it? 7.9% up from 7.4%. That's the annual figure as it was in April, up to 7.9% this month.
1: Well, if, if that figure wasn't bad enough, Phil, and uh, it was preceded by several of the state uh, German... Uh, figures which are already always released before the national figure suggesting that the annual rate might go up by 0.3, 0.4, 0.5. And that's what happened with that headline figure. But the figure that the European Central Bank and analysts focus on is what called the HICP harmonized inflation consumer prices index. Uh, that jumped by a staggering 0.9 of a percent from 7.8 to 8.7 ouch and um, had really markets wondering about, well, what does this mean for the ECB? What drove the inflation result? Is it a new source of inflationary pressure? And when you dig underneath the surface a little bit, it was really both the acceleration in uh, food and energy inflation, which accounted for pretty much all of it, Phil. Now, should we dismiss that? Um, some people would say, well, is all going to go from $120 to $180 a barrel in the next year to 18 months? Well, no one knows for sure. Uh, and as food inflation, as you said in your introduction, isn't near its peak, perhaps. But even if you look at service sector inflation in Germany, it was up from uh, at, at 2.9%. Now, that was down a bit from 32 but that's still well above the 2% target, isn't it? The ECB is, is and you'd think that would be much more wage sensitive than indeed what what we've seen in in the headline numbers so no doubt the hawks on the ECB will use this to angle for um, a, a pretty um, maybe a faster clip of rate rises than than, than the twenty five points, which is what most people expect. I'm going to
0: avoid asking that question about: is it actually going to make any difference to uh, the price of food, which is the supply chain driven, or the price of oil, which obviously is being influenced by the war? I won't ask that question, but I mean, in this rush yeah. to try and uh, beat inflation, do you think a fifty basis point? Uh, rise is looking more possible now from the ECB. I mean, Christine Lagarde is very against it, isn't she?
1: She has been. I think she's probably taking advice from Philip Blaine, and we heard words from him today suggesting, you know, to do things gradually, not to overdo it. But just as inflation has become a very important issue in the United States, a political issue, uh, it is a strong political issue in Europe, and particularly the negative interest rates, particularly in countries like Germany, Phil, Negative interest rates is a big political issue, so I think they're looking for every reason to get out of that negative interest rate territory, for for reasons that you know we've spoken about before. They're still, on, on
0: they're still buying bonds. They're still buying bonds. They're trying to keep rates, keeping rates down by buying bonds, which they're still doing. Well, <laughs> while pushing rates up. Where's the
1: sense well, in that? They have been tapering, and that's that's what uh, that, you know that's what they've been pointing to. So obviously they will have to stop that mm. before they start increasing rates. So the market expects that the, uh, the QE program will stop yeah. at the end of June, if not before. Maybe maybe that will be the, um, the deal that they might do, the, you know, the agreement to stop QE forthwith at the, after the June meeting and uh, to signal the likelihood of, Rate rises starting in July, yeah. something like
0: that. Well, that's been, that has been that has been the commentary, hasn't it, of late. So, look, I mean, it's not just those German numbers. I mean, lots of data from Europe today, and none of it's particularly good. So, retail sales in Norway down 2.4%. Q1 GDP for Sweden has been revised down to minus eight, uh, 0.8% quarter on quarter. The inflation rate in Sp- Spain uh, higher than expected, 8.7%. Mm. In Belgium, it's 9%. Mm. The European Economic Sentiment Indicator is yes. down to 104.1 that is the lowest since march last year when we were all still pretty worried about covid uh, so none of that's good we get mm-hmm. uh france and eurozone inflation numbers later on today as well so uh another chance for the markets to think well things aren't looking too good in europe
1: it's interesting isn't it <coughs> when you were saying at the opening there the aussies had a good session mm. equity markets in europe were up so it's almost as if yeah the market was sort of uh, closing one eye to what was oh. going on with the inflation numbers. Now, we do know that there is a bit of relief on the horizon. You know, Germany's got a, a cut to their fuel excise coming, their fuel tax coming on the 1st of June. That's going to be a three-month thing, So, and an associated household support package. But, um, you know, the German finance minister said, uh, today is saying that, you know, they want fiscal policy to be put back on the straight and narrow over the next one to two years. So... You can see how the momentum for policy change is building in that part of the world.
0: Yeah, but is it ever going to be enough? So, I mean, they're, they're trying fiscal new fiscal measures in the UK, aren't they? But look, there were some new numbers came out from the Office of National Statistics in the UK today looking at 30 everyday grocery items. They basically mm. were looking at people on, on Struggle Street, you know, the, mm. the lowest cost of staple items, and they've shown that the lowest cost of staple items over the last year has in, has increased fifteen percent, fifteen percent higher than a year ago. So those people who are struggling, are struggling even more. Uh, so you know that's a lot of fiscal support needed to try and counter that. That is that that's food. That's not including you know all the increased energy costs as well. So you know. A lot of money needs to go in people's pockets if you're going to try and compensate for all of that. Well, it
1: does. Well, you know, Eurozone food inflation was, even the official numbers for 11%. It's a a big number for people that are on very moderate incomes, isn't it?
0: It is. I love the, by the way, those 30 items. I mean, Mm. perhaps it'll teach people to get onto a better diet. I'm not judging. But look, (laughs) pasta, potato chips, bread, mince, rice and biscuits. Uh, sausages, chips, pizza—they're they're all, the, all the things. This the things that get you by each day, was, of course. With jelly eels
1: in that, or um, <laughs> yeah, no, whelks or something like That's that.
0: I don't know. Are they are they low cost? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Look, uh, the oil uh, is uh, going up, continues to go up. Uh, I wonder. I made the point. I wonder whether, in fact, you know, we're going to reach that peak and not go beyond, uh, and and go beyond it. And that war continues with absolutely no sign of it abating. So Russia is making inroads in east now several in the east they uh, reckon that their troops are on the uh, on the edge of town and uh, heavy shelling from from the ground and from the air uh, so yeah Putin spoke to uh, Turkey's president Erdogan today as well and said he would facilitate the export of grain from Ukrainian ports if all sanctions against Russia are dropped that's nice of him isn't it but we know that's not going to happen so no sign of any breaking hostilities or resumption of supplies from that region and then at the same time the EU is meeting right now to discuss further sanctions Any sanctions obviously aren't going to help oil prices. The fact that those sanctions might not work might might, uh, limit it a little bit. But we are seeing oil continue to rise, aren't we? And uh, part of it is, of course, is China as well, isn't it? The the idea that China might be uh, back on the table and demanding more of it.
1: Yes, but you just wonder how long that will last. But Mm. um, I think think another explanation lies that um, particularly for gasoline and diesel fuel, those markets are even tighter than oil. And, of course, Russia has been a big supplier of diesel. So that market has been in short supply. And I think what may have been happening is you might have been buyers trying to get their hands on more uh, crude cargoes, you know, with the prospect of um, providing the feedstock into those particular markets. So, you know, there's lots of discussion about the US driving season starting and talk of of a sanctions package out of Europe. But as you said, that's been getting nowhere pretty quickly. So we'll see. But uh, north of $120 today.
0: Yeah, uh, how far will it go? That is the question, isn't it? So on uh, those restrictions in China, uh, of course we get China's PMI numbers out today. Uh, I'm not sure if it, it's they're going to be particularly useful because we, we know the circumstances. what happens next that counts, isn't cancer and whether those restrictions are lifted. So in many parts of China now, you, uh, you can go out, but you can't go to school or university or eat out.
1: Correct, correct uh, think- so um, there will be there has been some limited opening, I think already of construction, mm. as you said, there will be some opening of, of factories, but no eating out, so the service industry is still going to be severely hamstrung in any case these that that only takes place really from June, and these numbers relate to may felt, so you 'd have to expect the service sector is really going to be struggling, maybe the market forecasts of consensus going from 41.9 which was down well on the month before to 45 even that's below 50 might prove to be a bit ambitious but um we'll see when those numbers come out today. so
0: uh war continues no sign of inflation easing uh, you know the hopes that it was peaking uh, perhaps have, have, have gone away for a little while uh, and yet uh, it seems like you know look at the futures the u.s share market is going to open tuesday ahead uh about half a percent the futures are saying um so yeah. there's still this belief that uh, things aren't going to be that bad. The Fed's going to get it all under control. We had uh, Christopher Waller um, today saying he's prepared to see interest rates go quite a bit above the neutral rate and happy yes. with 50 basis point hikes, which we yes. think we've all yes. taken as yes. a uh, I
1: I think there is a reasonable case, more than just hope, that US inflation is, in a trend sense is showing signs of peaking, much more so than the case in Europe and perhaps some other domains as well. Um, but certainly in the United States, you know, we saw that core PC deflator, well, we've had 0.3, 0.3s in a row. Much will depend on what happens to earnings at the end of the week with payrolls, of course, which will be a super important number for the markets this week.
0: Yeah, because more reliant, more self-reliant, less uh, less need for, uh, for foreign uh, energy, for example. So, I mean, that makes a great deal of sense, doesn't it? So, we get uh, lots of information to squeeze in today. Australia's current uh, account balance ahead of the GDP tomorrow. We get building approvals for April, which were well down mm. last month. Mm. And the credit data as well. Is that is that out today from the RBA? It, was, it is. It, was,
1: it is, as far as I know, yes.
0: Because so we had it early in the month as well, didn't we? So, they've got two, two lots in. Mate, but uh, last time we saw... Uh credit for business uh was falling for uh, for business credit, owner occupied housing, but for investor housing, uh it was it's been growing quite a bit. I wonder if that's gonna it I wonder is. if that's gonna yeah. keep going. You know, if we've got inflation. It'd be
1: interesting, isn't it? Because rental markets are yeah. extremely tight in Australia. So maybe that is just peaking a little bit of interest from um yeah from investors in that market, T- even though Sydney and Melbourne house prices have been coming off in the past month.
0: Well, that's good then, isn't it? You know, house prices fall, you know, if you're an opportunist, house prices go down, rents go up. Whoa, let's get into that. Let's borrow some money from the bank.
1: (laughs) Indeed. So, uh, and of course, the fact that prices can go up and down. There's the disclaimer. Not necessarily (laughs) signifying any big macroeconomic incidents, just the market working. Yeah. And the market got too hot for buyers. Yeah. Anyway, and more supply.
0: So what else today? So building approvals—that'll be interesting to see. So the current apparent. So wh- where are we in terms of the GDP tomorrow then?
1: Oh, well, I think you know we're looking at maybe a, a very small positive there, but it, as much that that represents the technicalities of um, trade and inventories, perhaps uh, particularly trade being a drag on GDP, but the domestic demand side, uh, particularly mm-hmm. consumption. Still trundling along quite well. And of course, we had the floods fill affecting mm. construction activity. We saw those with those earlier construction numbers last week. So that'll be part of the story. A bit of a mishmash, but uh, the economy continuing to grow, I think, even though the number might be a small positive, uh, will be the, uh, the read through there.
0: And lots more today. We get New Zealand building permits, Japan's industrial production, Canada's GDP. We get the uh, Conference Board's consumer confidence index. be really interesting in the United States and the Chicago PMIs as well. We're cramming a lot into a few days this week. And uh, why? Because it, well, two days off uh, in the UK. You get Thursday and Friday off, Dave, because uh, of the uh, Queen's uh, Jubilee. And uh, and I understand you are one of the one of the legendary performers who's going to be there in those Jubilee celebrations this weekend.
1: One of the very few eight thousand performers. Uh, working their way up the mall on Sunday afternoon, Phil. So really excited about that. On horseback? On my Brompton bicycle, no less. (laughs) So suitably attired. I can't tell people what I'll be wearing just yet, but... Lycra? No.
0: (laughs) 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 Thank goodness for that. All right, we'll catch you again very soon. Thanks, Dave. Good on you, Phil. Cheers. Maybe a beef eater costume. Uh, If we have any photos, we'll post them. Uh, That's it for today. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then.